Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard, a sports card podcast with two collectors from opposite sides of New York City. Craig and Carmine share sports card stories from the perspective of a teacher and broadcaster. This is Crosstown Cardboard. Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard episode 35. It's the Kevin Durant episode today, and I'm flashing a really nice patch auto from Immaculate of Kevin Durant on his first of many teams in the NBA. But I'm here joined with my two great friends today, Craig at New York City Sports Cards and his dog, the cutest member of Crosstown Cardboard, Teddy, a.k.a. Theodore, when he's applying for jobs in a more formal setting. But he doesn't have an Instagram yet, nor does he collect cards. But this episode might be good for Teddy to learn from because we're calling it the power of set collecting. And just to introduce myself real quick, I'm Carmine at Carmine's Cards. Craig is the teacher. I'm the broadcaster. So, Craig, when you hear the term set collecting, I know it's kind of assumed what that means, but what comes to mind for you? I actually think this is a, a good episode for you and I to do because we're not this isn't really our forte. Right. I would say you and I are certainly not set collectors. But when I hear set collecting, I am thinking of the old school, the older generation hanging out at a card show with their checklist and they're checking off all the numbers. If they can get every player in the, the 1992 Donruss set, which I think nowadays maybe is a little bit different because if you're looking for a single base card, you could probably just find everything online on eBay, check out my cards, etc. But set collecting is pretty vague, right? It's way more than can we just collect all... 450 cards in the 1999 Fleer Ultra base set, right? Yeah. You could be looking for all the cards in a certain insert set, or maybe you could be collecting a rainbow. I kind of think of a rainbow as set collecting. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into it, and we kind of talked about this last episode, a set you're starting to collect, and I'm going to talk about a couple sets I've contemplated collecting, and I guess one that I did complete. Yeah, and then... Uh... Maybe why you haven't or why either of us haven't really jumped fully in and made set collecting like a major part of our collecting journey with sports cards. And um, go ahead. No, last time I tried to complete a set, it was 2007 Bowman Draft Baseball. I used to rip hobby boxes. They were probably like $60, $70 a hobby box. And the cards would actually or the packs would actually come with checklists in them or sometimes the box had the whole checklist that you could kind of unfold. So I remember going through and checking it off and okay, here's card number 47 check card number 59 check. And the idea was to try to complete the set. Um, it got a little tedious and I can't say I actually did finish it, but I understand like the art and uh, the therapeutic to try to build your entire set, but we're going to take it from a different approach today. So why don't you start us off with the set that you're collecting and kind of your thought behind it? Yeah, so I briefly mentioned on the last episode of Crosstown Cardboard, the set that I'm trying to collect, which I feel like is a is a lofty goal, but not an unattainable goal. I think it can happen, is the 2003-2004 Ultimate Collection, Ultimate Signatures. And uh, doesn't really matter what grade, this Dwayne Wade happens to be a PSA 10, which I got at Burbank, and this Carmelo Anthony 
happens to be a BGS nine with a 10 auto that I recently got at the Portland card show. Twin Oaks is what it's called. And I also have the Patrick Ewing ultimate signatures. Go Knicks. Which, uh, yes. Go Knicks, which uh, I just sent off for grading actually. So we'll see. I think uh, it might get like a PSA eight or better, but it doesn't really matter because it's going to be in my PC. And so the reason why I wanted to go after this particular set was first of all i love on card autos just like you um you know that's probably the main thing in my collection and the things that i sell is on card autos and the 0304 class of course legendary i mean you can't mention 0304 without darko milicic obviously kirk, right off the bat kirk heinrich uh, kirk kirk heinrich uh chris bosh you know lebron uh Kendrick maybe could be thrown in there Perkins yeah. and uh Nick's legend, Michael Sweetney. Don't I forget him. Yeah. And so it's funny because uh, I, you know, so that's the iconic draft class, the 0304, which would be of course their rookie autos. And it also has incredible legends, Jordan, Kobe, bird magic, you know, my two guys, bird and magic. So I figured, and and also to add on to that, it's Ultimate Collection. It's one of the best sets pre-Panini. And just the beautiful appearance of the cards. I mean, clean design, the autos pop off. And uh, it just really struck me, that set in particular. And it's horizontal, which I like. I mean, I know that's less valuable in the overall collecting paradigm. But the appearance of that card and the way the players are on it, it's just... I feel like the design is really nice. So um, speaking of set collecting, we're talking about, okay, well, you've decided on a set. How do you go about hunting down these cards? And you mentioned eBay. So I picked up three cards since our last episode of this same 0304 Ultimate Collection, Ultimate Signature set. One of them, Jarvis Hayes. For th- I remember Jarvis uh, Hayes. For, I think, $5. Nice. Now, before so, wait, before you went to try to collect the set, though, did you look up before how many cards are in the set and if it was something that's even attainable? Yeah, I don't think there's too many in the set. I don't know the exact number, but um, the thing that – and, I, of course, I'll have to find that out soon when I keep collecting it. But the thing that attracted me was the great rookie class, the appearance of the cards being stellar and a high-class set, and – the superstars that are included in the set, you know, with Bird, Magic, Jordan, Kobe, and others, and, you know, the stars who were rookies at the time, and that there's not that many printed, you know, like this Dwayne Wade in a PSA 10 is a pop 27. And even the raw cards aren't uh, that widely available. If you look on eBay, there's not that many of them. So, that was something, too, that, okay, if I am able to complete this, it'll be a really rare set to have, I'm guessing. I don't think too many people have it. So I went and got the ones that are cheap right off the bat just to continue fueling my collecting fire. So I got that Jarvis Hayes. Um, started off on the Wizards. So this is his rookie year, too, I'm pretty sure. Mike Sweetney, rookie, auto. So I had to get the Knicks. Uh, got that on eBay for 10 bucks. And Darko, unfortunately, mm-hmm. one of the biggest uh, flops 
uh, or bust. A lot of people like to use that word of that draft because he was picked ahead of Carmelo, Wade, Bosch, all those guys. However, he does have a ring. Yes, and there's a great uh, documentary. I think it's an E60 on Darko and what happened after his bust uh, in the NBA. But yeah, so that was another ten bucks. So for twenty five bucks, I got three of the ultimate signatures in that set, all rookie autos. So, you know, just went on eBay and uh, did that. And I'm trying to get creative with the bigger ones because, like, a LeBron ultimate signatures from that year. Um in a BGS 9.5 last went for 9,200. So that's not, I mean, that would be the most expensive card that I've ever gotten. Don't get me wrong, but it's not out of the realm of possibility to trade up into and add cash to. So I'm reaching out to people on eBay about the LeBron and Jordan and asking them if they have an Instagram, but you know, you have to put a space in between Insta and Graham Hmm. If you're typing a message, otherwise eBay will know that you're trying to contact them off your platform. So I'm like, hey, do you have an Insta space, Graham? I would love to try to work out a trade or trade in cash with you on this if possible. And I'm actually talking to a guy now about his LeBron BGS 95. I don't know if, if it'll work out, but just to toss that out there as because uh, we always, you know, we we don't know everything, but we know a few a few tips that maybe will help you in your collecting journey so just to toss that out there as a potential option if you're going down a similar road to uh try to get a card off ebay because i don't have nine grand to just throw on a card i can i can add a few grand but i would have to probably do mostly trade in that situation okay so i think you picked a great set Ultimate Collection is an amazing set. You picked the right year, 0304. I would say it's a very recognizable autograph set that you're trying mm-hmm. to complete. So here's my question for you, and then I'll get into a story because okay. very nice. Yeah, I mean, I think and you, I can look at that and almost instantly tell you, oh, that's 0304 Ultimate. Yeah. So when I think of going back to what we said earlier, set collecting, people going through the old boxes and manually writing down their checklist, those cards are probably more than likely in a what? What do you mean? Where would you put, like when someone tries to build a whole set, you would think normally. Oh, in a binder, in a binder. Exactly, exactly in a binder, right? So it's, it's easy and a fun way to display and look at your set. So my question for you is, if you complete this set, is it just going to stay in a box and you'll take it out? Or are you going to have a display to look at? Oh, can know, I get, I can even, I get into my, question. I'll let you think about it and I'll get into my story. Yeah, I, I, I know, I think what you're going to get to. And I was blown away yesterday when I saw, this set that you had because it's much older school it's like more of traditionally what you would think of but the way you have it displayed and in the holders and the grades it's one of one of a kind yeah i think that's what i would have to do if i completed this whole set was to make and it would have to be a pretty big display but that just adds so much more oomph to it you know when you have it displayed like that and and then you know it's not going to get taken out of that display so it takes away the temptation of messing up that set too, to maybe sell one of them. So yeah, if I do end up completing this one day, I would have to display it similar to what you got. Yeah. So this was around the, or probably like the heart of the pandemic where you just, you're watching as many movies and documentaries as you can. And obviously being a, mm-hmm. a lifelong Knicks fan, I really dove deep into the 1970 Knicks, 60, mm-hmm. 69, 70 Knicks, the first year they won the championship. Yep. And I don't know what got me started, but, I came across that was the 6970 Tops basketball tall boy set. 
Now we said building a set in quotes is very vague. So for me, the set that I decided to build was every New York Knicks card from 1969-70 tops basketball, the tall boys. That's great. great. Now, there's only seven Knicks in it. And I guess at this point, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see uh, what I was able to come up with, the, the mm -hmm. final product, if you will. And there are only seven Knicks in the set. So I said, you know what? Let me try to build this set as affordable as possible, but I want everything to be graded. I don't care what the grade is. There's some threes. There's some 4.5s. There's some eights. The bottom line is I want to build the set of every New York Knicks player in the 69-70 tops tall boy basketball set. With the idea in mind that once I did, I would display it in a really nice memorabilia piece. Now, I have a family friend that owns a sports memorabilia store on Long Island. The store is called Cow Over the Moon in Huntington. Free plug, because Brian, yeah. the owner of the store, is a great family friend. And he basically helped me put this vision to life. So now I've got this one-of-a-kind Knicks memorabilia piece that obviously is built off of just cards. And my idea was if I'm going to build this set, I don't want it to just sit in the box. I want to be able to display it and look at it. And it came out even better than I could have imagined. It is truly a one-of-a-kind sports card and memorabilia piece. And that is really the only set that I've put together. And it looks incredible. Yeah. Oh, what a great year to do it. You know, I mean, winning the first championship in Knicks history. And we'll pull the photo up again on the Crosstown Cardboard YouTube. You got Kazzy Russell. Walt, Clyde, Frazier, Willis Reed, the captain, Bill Bradley, the senator. You got uh, who's Dave Stallworth. Never heard of him, but glad he contributed to that team. Dick, fallback baby, Barnett with that iconic jumper. And Dave DeBusher, the big man in the middle, alongside Willis. So, uh, oh, that's great. And then you got the team photo in the middle. That's pretty uh, cool because it's 1969-70 Tops basketball. So yeah. that was the set, the year that they won the championship. And the iconic year of the Lou Alcindor rookie. So if you look at right. that, that's probably what most people would think. My dad actually had the entire full set of that year, 69-70 Tops. And uh, I ended up selling it for him on eBay for only 2000 the whole set. Looking back on it, I probably should have graded the Lou Alcindor rookie because if that got a grade that was decent, that would have been worth more than the whole set. But uh, how much did it end up costing you to buy those cards? And then I want to know the cost separately to buy the cards and then get the the cow over the moon um, set up there. So I ended up getting all seven cards. I think it cost me under 500 And okay. as far as the custom framing piece, he still has not charged me for that two, two years from now. So I'm just <laughs> waiting. I'm just waiting for my invoice at any point. Maybe it was just a 30th birthday present he gave me. I don't know. Oh, that's but great. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. I, I don't know what something like that would cost, a custom frame job. But it was really important to me that if I was going to build a set, just like if you build an old school set, you put it in a binder, I wanted my set to be something to look at. And it worked out great. So now here's, here's a couple other examples of a set that I didn't build. Now, when you say completing a rainbow, if you're yeah. listening to this, you probably know what that means. But if you don't, it's basically every colored parallel of a certain card. So you got a Topps Chrome card. You get the Super Factor, the Red Refractor, the Orange, everything. And I thought about building a, we'll call it the complete rainbow set. Is, is it fair to call building a rainbow completing a set? I think so. I think that's okay. the modern version of completing a set. 
Sure. Or like, now, I mean, you could complete the whole year checklist of, you know, an entire like prison basketball 2020, 2021. Right. But I think completing a set of a player is completing the rainbow. Yeah. For sure. So what would be the most obvious first step into wanting to complete a rainbow? The one of one. That's it, right? So during national, I had I got this Weston McKinney Super Fractor, a card I've talked about on here many a times. Yep. I actually know someone who has the red refractor out of five. And, you know, I thought about completing the set. I'm like, that'll be cool. I got the Super Fractor. I know where the red is. Those are the two most challenging. McKinney's not really too expensive of a player that I could do it. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? If I collect every color parallel from here, which I didn't fully look at, but it's got to be somewhere 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. In my head, I'm like, okay, I completed this rainbow. Or if I completed this rainbow, well, now what? Yeah, I live in a I live in a one bedroom apartment in New York City. You best believe my wife is not going to let me display that rainbow anywhere. And what <laughs> am I, I just felt like if it's just going to sit in the box and I'll take it out once in a while, to me, I wouldn't get that same satisfaction. So that deterred me for wanting to complete the rainbow. Yeah. Did it also deter you from having like a shrine to one player? Like to me, it would give me a I mean, I, I don't you know fault anybody for collecting uh, like one of my friends, Jack B. Nimble cards is trying to complete the rainbow of Evan McPherson, the uh, Bengals kicker. Yeah. yeah, you know, cool. who had That legendary run. And he started predicting he's going to, you know, when he walked onto the field, he said, well, I guess we're going to the Super Bowl, you know, yeah, exactly. and, th- and that's great. But like having a shrine to one guy of that many cards, I feel like would make me feel a little bit strange if I had it displayed like, you know, like it's not like the Knicks moment in time of history. It would it would be a little bit different to me. But I mean, you know, like that Knicks thing has a, like a history thing to it. That is, you know, you could put that in your dining room if you wanted to almost because it's such a such a like a ubiquitous thing that it just applies to a lot of oh, you, you blew me away with big <laughs> words i was trying to channel walt clyde frazier i feel like he'd be proud of that yeah oh good point not even thinking like that but set collecting right so there's the old school there's you're trying to build all 500 cards and some 1983 tops baseball set yeah or there's what we talked about is building a rainbow set right so like i have this erling holland's red refractor out of 10 uh, it would be an expensive rainbow to put together, and I'll probably never, ever, ever acquire the Super Fractor, but I have the second most challenging. Again, it was the same thing. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to display it anywhere, so I'm good with the one low number parallel that I have. Mm-hmm. Then there's also, like I did with the Knicks, right? Just all the Knicks in a specific set. That's another way you could build a set. Uh, one I'm a really big fan of is the same type of card year after year. So yes. imagine you went for the Steph Curry Prism Gold. So you basically you would have every Stephen Curry prism gold out of 10 from 2012 to 2022. It's another way you could just build a set. There's insert sets, right? So yep. one that I came across my feed recently, like like Noise Boys from mm. uh, the 1990s Skybox Thunder. I really hope I got that right. It's another fun way to build a set. Maybe that's just an insert set that you really like. So you try to get every player within that set. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a fun project. But it's not for everyone. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a key point is the project part of it. Because so many of us, I feel, are motivated by making progress with something. You know, like you 
go to the gym, you work out, you're trying to get your reps up, you're trying to do heavier weight, you're trying to improve on whatever skill when we all played sports back in the day uh, or whatever progress you're trying to make a promotion in your job. And so I feel like this, you know, while you might have other cards that you're picking up or you're maybe flipping some of them or trying to level up into bigger cards in general, and you pick up a Darko Milicic for $10 on eBay, that gives you like a little bit of progress, or at least that's what it did for me. Like, oh, okay, I'm making progress towards something. And it like almost calms you down. Like we mentioned a bunch of episodes ago, like having a comfortability with your collecting. I feel like that can give you like a almost a sense of achievement and a sense of progress where it's not all motivated by what percentage of comps that I get this for, but it's more so like, Oh, I got another card in my set and look at that. I'm completing the puzzle pieces and going down the line. So I feel like it's another Avenue of collecting that can scratch an itch for you in a different way that might, you know, make you feel like you're making a little progress, even though it's could be cheaper cards. And, you know, we talk a lot also about collecting, flipping. You and I are basically hybrids of both. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to find any full-time flippers building sets. So I feel like if you come across someone in this hobby and they talk about a set that they're building, they probably probably a, a real collector at heart. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of times if you're collecting a card, it's much easier to make a deal. Because I don't care if I'm spending 5 10 or $15 on a Mike Sweetney auto. Now, don't get crazy on me, Sweetney. If it gets up to 25, I'm probably going to pass, but he's, he's listening. So be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Cause most of our listeners are in New York city. So he could be one of them, but um, it's easier to make a deal if you're collecting, which is nicer because you don't care as much about getting a lower than comps price on it. So that kind of is a good encourager to do that. Cause it's less, agonizing and stressful to come to that agreement sometimes what i do like is what our boy our fellow wolfpack member cousin oz is doing uh trying to get the well he's also collecting the 1956 tops baseball trying to get that complete set but also he's he's doing a roberto clemente rainbow that's tony no uh i'm sorry yes tony and i swear to god i was about to say that Yes, I mixed up my cousin. Cousin Cousin Tony Tony from Cousins Collectibles. Yes, yes. He's trying to get every single Roberto Clemente tops card. Yeah, and so that's that's awesome. That's such a great idea, but he's got three different ways he's he's set collecting, and I'm sure probably others too, but the 56 tops baseball, he's doing a Roberto Clemente rainbow from I think the reprint of his rookie year card. So he's already got the one of one and he's got several others. So like you said, if you're going to collect the rainbow, the one of one is an important place to start because if you don't have the one of one, somebody else has got it. And until you get that, you can't complete it. So that's a smart place to start. And he's got all the different photos of Roberto Clemente going through, you know, cause that's his main guy going through the years. And like that, that's going to be awesome to see like all the variations of that. I like that more than the rainbow personally. Because the the photo variation and the progression and age of the player, I think it'd be cooler to see than just the different colors of that same exact photo on the card. But that's I've never done either, so that's just my. Yeah. I'd love to build a rainbow. What? Come on, let's let's see if we're in sync here. 
What's okay. the problem with building rainbows nowadays? Oh, there's so many parallels. Probably that's it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So that that's another one that might deter me a little bit. Um, on the topic of set collecting, there's a term that I've seen on eBay that I never knew what it meant until recently. Uh, set break. You ever see a card, like a vintage card, especially, and in the title says set break? No. What does that mean? I never knew what it meant so much so that I would I would throw it in my eBay titles sometimes just because I saw someone with the same cards selling it. I'm <laughs> okay. pretty sure it just means someone was collecting a set or had the full set and decided they're going to break that set up. Why that should be in an eBay listing title, I if I'm looking for like a 1986 Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Fleer, I don't really care whether it came from your full set or not. But (laughs) if you go on eBay and you Google set break, you'll see a lot of vintage cards. Interesting. Maybe that adds like a little nostalgia to the seller. And they're like, I'm requesting $5 more on this card because I had to break up my set Mm -hmm. and it really hurt my heart. So can you please donate a little extra to make me feel good? Um. Hate to do a short episode, but we do got to wrap this one up because I have full soccer coaching duties today. We already got a win this morning. Let's go team. Yes. And so we are we're filming this on Saturday. This will yeah. air on Wednesday. Manchester City just won the FA Cup, so they are two-thirds of the way to the treble. I'm just watching this card go up in value in real time. Erling Holland. And guess what's next month? I'm thinking it's national. It's national. Or the national. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to trigger anyone to say it wrong. Uh, I am curious though, for anyone who listens on YouTube, because actually we always get a handful of comments, which is great. I'm very yeah. curious to hear anyone who's ever built a set or started to or thought about it. What kind of set was it? Get were they able to complete it? And yeah, I just love uh love hearing what other people have to say on the topic. Yeah, we'd love to get that. And uh if you're listening or watching on youtube or listening on the podcast please like subscribe uh you know hit that bell notification so you don't miss anything and yeah drop us a comment or a rating and we'd love to hear yeah like what craig said what set are you collecting and how long did it take you to collect some of those sets because i think just like your nick's championship tops cards from uh, 6970 the sum of the parts is greater than the individuals when you're set collecting, just like a regular team, just like the Miami heat. You look at them on paper, you would say this team shouldn't be in the finals, but they've come together and the team is much stronger together than the individuals of their set. So I just wanted to uh, provide that little tidbit as we get off here, but uh, yeah, I'm headed out for a job interview. So we'll see how that goes. That's why we have to record a little bit early but yeah, thanks to everybody to uh, take this hobby journey with us. And we're having a great time, 35 episodes in and uh, hopefully many more to come. So Amen. I will see you soon, Craig, and uh, good luck in your game and good luck with the in-laws the rest of the weekend here. Yeah, it's been good so far. I took my niece to the card shop yesterday. Uh, quick little story before we leave. I was showing her all of my cards in my personal collection. My niece is staying the night with us. That is my wife's sister's daughter. And I'm showing her all my cards. And I said, you know what? I want you to take a look at all my cards. This is my good stuff, too. She said, I said, if it looks good, put it in this pile. If it doesn't look that good to you, <laughs> put it in that pile. And she came across my Mia Ham card. It's one of the few like female athlete cards in my personal collection. She gives yep. Mia Ham autograph a big hug. 
and says, oh, is this one for me? I'm like, <laughs> this is like a five, $600 card. So maybe not this one, but you know what? Let's get you some more women's cards. So I gave her some in my collection. We went to the local card shop yesterday. She loved it. So that was a fun, uh, fun time. And we could put the picture of my niece holding up the cards on the YouTube page too. Cause it was adorable. Oh, great. That's great. And good for you for uh, recruiting another person into the hobby and then, you know, making her feel welcome by having women representation in your personal collection. Yep. I think that's really important for her to see that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, good luck in your job interview. Let's let's have a great let's just have a great week, everyone. Yes. Yes. Great Positive week. Only. Yes. All right, bro. All right, bro. Later. Peace.